0: Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive, Y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at Rocket IT. Today, I have Dr. Audrey Arona joining me. Dr. Arona, thank you so much for being here. I'm so thrilled to be here, Jessica. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So Dr. Arona is the Gwinnett, Newton, and Rockdale County Health District Director, and she was recently honored by the Latin American Association and received the Pace Center Award for her work in providing COVID vaccinations to the Latinx communities in Georgia and the Gwinnett, Newton, and Rockdale Counties. I would love if we can start off by just you talking about what an honor that Award was for you, Dr. Arana.
1: Yes, it was a it's a very distinguished award, and we're thrilled to have received that from the Latin American Association. I can tell you that we it's been a mission of ours to try to reach that population for a, a quite some time, and we're thrilled to be recognized as being able to work through Santiago Marquez. We. I met him about a year or so ago, and and we were able to really work together to get vaccines and testing and everything to the communities. And, uh, you know, we're just thrilled to be recognized for the work we're doing there.
0: Well, that is amazing. I'm so happy that you were able to really get recognized for all of that hard work that you've been doing. And so speaking of hard work, can you Pretty much tell us what your daily routine is like in your role and what you're responsible for.
1: Yes, Jessica. So I am the CEO of the and the district health director for the the three counties that you mentioned in Georgia, and I answer to the commissioner for the Department of Public Health at the state level, but I also answer to you know our county boards of health uh, at the county levels. So the health department is really an interesting entity because, you know, we are within the counties, but we're overseen, you know, by the boards of health in partnership with the county commissioners. So the health department is responsible for our health centers where we provide an an array of federal and state program services and also local health care services to women and children, of course, and others. And also, we're responsible for the three E's, we call them, which are environmental health, emergency preparedness, and epidemiology, which is infectious disease. So, in essence, we serve our communities by keeping them healthy and protected and also prepared.
0: Nice. And what are some major health initiatives outside of COVID have you been focusing on implementing recently?
1: Yes, absolutely. Gwinnett County is one of 57 jurisdictions in the United States with the highest level of new HIV diagnoses. And so we have partnered in joining a a large CDC effort to end the HIV epidemic. So you'll be hearing a lot and seeing a lot of our work on this. We're also continuing our work on maternal and child health in our communities, one out of 84 African-American babies born in Gwinnett County don't see their first birthday. And so that's a an alarming statistic that you'll be hearing a lot about our work going forward as well. And lastly, we also want to work with Viewpoint Health on the mental health challenges and substance abuse challenges that have really uh, arisen
0: and have become more of an issue post-COVID. Wow. So it sounds like we're trying to not only, you know, help everyone with their physical health, but also their mental, emotional, and every other aspect that, you know, pretty much produces a well-rounded, healthy individual. Right. And Kind of switching over to the COVID side of things, what are some health policies or procedures that were implemented during the pandemic that you think are going to stick around? And then what are some that you think are going to maybe fall off as time goes on?
1: Right. Great question. And, you know, probably some of, you know, a lot of the social distancing, you know, part of the masking, that type of thing, and and the number of people gathering and all that is probably going to fade you know, with time, of course. But one of the really great things we look at from the COVID epidemic has been the degree of hand-washing, and our community has really become a lot more aware of infectious disease. So we're hoping that hand-washing, coughing, etiquette, all that really stays routine, we're helping. We're hoping. And we'll probably, we'll see seasonal mask-wearing some other countries do. Again, that'll be more people choosing, you know, to wear masks during certain times of the season, most likely. And like I said, it's not unusual for other countries to do that. And the impact um, of masking and washing hands was pretty remarkable. Even if you look at our flu last year, I'll share this statistic with you because it's so interesting that this time last year uh, in 2020, we had 94 deaths from flu and 2,500 hospitalizations. This year, we have three deaths from the flu and 38 hospitalizations. Wow! So really, that's what masking and wearing, you know, washing our hands and all that has done. So hopefully people will remember that as time goes on.
0: Jeez, that's an amazing stat. That's a pretty, that's great. And so speaking of All these health professionals—they've been the utmost importance, especially during this pandemic, with everyone not knowing and the you know just uncertainty. How has your personal experience been as a trusted spokesperson with COVID updates?
1: Well, we've certainly appreciated the you know opportunity uh, that we've had within our community to be more visible. First of all, our health department is a lot more visible now, and I think. um, more people know what public health does now than ever. <laughs> but we do appreciate that opportunity. And and I think what we've been able to do is calm, calm a lot of fears that have come up throughout the year on various things and also be able to warn people of upcoming things. But, you know, I think people recognize the health department as a trusted source now for information. And, you know, our health department over the years has really developed strong, strong relationships within you know, our community over time. It's been over years and it's proven really valuable, especially during COVID to have these relationships in place. You know, the one on one conversations we've had for people when you pick up the phone, they answer the phone and they call us. And of course, we answer as well. But before our, our even our first case of COVID within Gwinnett County, you know, we had met with all the community groups and, and everyone really engaged, trying to really rely on each other for their particular scope of work in the community to really band together during this time.
0: That's amazing. What special trainings have your staff participated in recently, especially because you know they are on those front lines interacting with majority of the community
1: right well, we certainly you know we're lucky because fortunately right before covid hit our our entire staff had undergone some cultural awareness, cultural humility, cultural competence trainings and 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 it's really been beneficial for us as we address equity, diversion, and inclusion in in our health department and our focuses on all that. But also, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, our entire staff had pretty much on-the-job training because we were, a lot of them were assigned to different roles to begin with and then reassigned and then reassigned again. It just seemed to be, you know, I feel that You know, we could probably teach a master's course on change management (laughs) after this year. But we've really been able to see some incredible leadership skills in our employees that through this year that I don't know that we really would have seen prior to this time. So it's been a remarkable year internally for our organization as well.
0: That is great. And so switching gears a little bit to the summertime, parents, and, you know, keeping kids safe. And so as pools open and summer camps start, how should parents really protect their children this summer?
1: Well, first of all, get vaccinated, right? That's our our big message. And if you're eligible, of course, and especially for children, once they become eligible, follow CDC guidance as to pools and camps. And if you need help with that, we have lots of resources on our health department website, or people can reach out to me or anyone on our staff, really. And I would encourage parents to teach their children and just model behaviors for the health and safety of our communities, as well as them, you know, teach cough etiquette, keep, you know, keep washing hands, different things like that to stay healthy. And of course, if anyone doesn't feel well, of course, stay home if you're sick.
0: And speaking of the general public, what is the most important thing you want our audience to know as we look toward the last half of 2021?
1: Right. So we are confident that Pfizer will get approval for vaccinations for children under 12 years old. Right now, it's approved for 12 and older. And by the way, anyone can walk in any of our centers and get vaccinated, no appointments necessary. Just walk in our centers, our mass vaccination sites uh, at any time you want to when we're open and we're happy to vaccinate you. So that's first and foremost. But we do expect Pfizer and Moderna now, since they filed for full approval this week as well, we expect them to get full approval for the vaccine instead of just operating under the emergency use authorization. So hopefully we will, that will drive more people to be vaccinated.
0: Very good. And so you've shared a lot of great information for our audience. Is there anything else you would like to share with us today?
1: Well, I would like to just remind everyone that, that COVID really took a lot of things away from us, right? It took our abilities to gather, our ability to, you know, have fun together and and go on vacations even in some places and, you know, leave the country, different things. And And I just want to to let everyone see that the vaccine is the quickest way to get immunity into our community, right? And so we we can get back to doing all those things sooner if people will agree to get vaccinated. And the other thing is, you know, we're pushing a campaign called Life is Better Together, right? And so, and and the vaccine is going to help us get together quicker, right? And so, you know. Weddings are better together, and barbecues are better together and and you know community softball games are better together, and just you know being able to congregate and and game days are better together and and all that and so and re- and family reunions we we all need to get back to family reunions, right? And so we do believe that the vaccine is the quickest way to be able to do that for us.
0: All righty, thank you so much for that dr arona and that wraps up another episode of thrive y'all we're going to include all of the links to the resources that dr arona shared with us today in the description box below dr arona we want to thank you so much for your time and for being here and for everyone else we'll see you on our next episode